The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey everyone, it's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. I wanted to welcome you to this special podcast. Uh, we have a great interview uh, from our editor, Matt Byam, who is with Pinto Ron, and they have a conversation about Ron missing his first Buffalo Bills game in decades due to the COVID-19 restrictions in place in New York State. Ron's been attending games for years and years and years and years, even going to London to go see the Bills play uh, in the United Kingdom, but wasn't able to go to the Bills home opener in 2020. So please enjoy this interview with Ron, with our editor, Matt, who's the next voice you're going to hear on the line. So I'm here today with Ken, better known as Pinto Ron, to almost every single Bills fan that um, is alive. And uh, just wanted to catch up because uh, it's just been such a historic run that you've had, Ken, um, that really just is simply on pause, if you will. And um, I'd like to hear, uh, you know, some of your thoughts as this season is underway and, you know, what, what you're thinking about as the season progresses and your ability to be able to go back, hopefully, to some home games. So without further ado, catch us up where things are at, Ken. Thank you. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I'm just excited the football season started, whether I'm watching it in the stands or whether I'm watching it on TV. It's Buffalo Bills football, and that's first and foremost. As far as uh, getting back to the stands, uh, I'm on my way to Miami right now. So we're taking care of that in a few days. <laughs> and I understand Tennessee just opened up for fans too. So, so we're good there. Uh, eventually, you know, uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium will open up or whatever they call it this year. And uh, we'll be good. I'm, I'm not really, uh, you know, I was mentally prepared this was going to happen. So uh, I'm good with what's happening. I'm not good with what's happening, but I've accepted what's happening. Last weekend, uh, just to make sure I was still around fans and stuff like that, uh, I drove to New York City and I was with the New York City Bills backers in their home bar. They had about 100 outdoor seating. It was an awesome time. I had a great time. So I guess I'll, I'll jump there for real quick. You don't watch many Bills games on TV, I would imagine. <laughs> I watched one Bills game, well, outside of preseason. I've watched one Bills game on TV in 26 years. And that was last weekend. Yeah, it was we, a really experience. <laughs> yeah, the broadcasts have come a long way. You know, you almost see more um, detail on the TV than you would, obviously, at a, at a game. But you, you can't 
take your eyes off the play and see what's going on on the coach's sideline um, like you can at a game. And, you know, when you're at the game, you, you know, your eyes, your eyes are the TV. Yeah, I mean, that's the exact comment I've been making to people. Uh, I watch a lot of football. It's not the Buffalo Bills, so I know how it's technologically been, but I'm not invested in those teams that much. Uh, the example I've been giving everyone was when there was an injury and then they broke the commercial and it bothered me. You know, usually I'm watching the player when he comes back to the bench. Is he going to the bench? Is somebody talking to him? Uh, is he going to the tent? There was just a lot of nuances like that, like a uh, running play sometimes. Uh, when you're at the game, you know that the side judge, as soon as the play is over, puts his foot down right where he thinks the line of scrimmage is going to be. You can't see that on TV, so you got to kind of guess until they tell you. Yeah, nothing will ever ever replicate the Bills game day experience honestly it, it won't you know but hopefully hopefully we get some good news soon that you know we may see fans be able to, get, to come in the, into the stadium but who, who knows so many teams are dropping into that now uh like Nashville just this weekend um, right or they announced the Bills game I think it'll be there for, I think that is somebody sent me a text on that um but uh, I think there's seven or eight teams that have dropped in, and there's going to be the pressure for all the rest of them to drop in, except for Nevada. They have no intention of dropping in because he wants to have a big gala opening, and he doesn't want to do it with 15,000 fans. So speaking of all, you know, the, the cities opening up, what's your favorite road city? You know, do you have one you love going to each year or one that really sticks out? I know you've mentioned some in the past. My favorite road cities are always cities that have very large Buffalo Bills backers groups that step up. You know, have maybe a Friday thing, a big Saturday night party, host a tailgate where I don't have to do anything except show up. Uh, and then, of course, the game. Some of those cities that step up, I'm going to miss one or two right now. So I always hate giving a list, but like San Diego's on top of the pile. Houston's on top of the pile. Denver always steps up. And I sure and Arizona, I sure hope we get to the fans for both those games. I'm going to be out at those games anyway. Uh, here's, you know, Carolina steps up. Uh, oh, Nashville. What the hell? Yeah, Nashville last year was huge. Uh, it's all about the Bills backers groups and how they step up. Those are my favorite cities. Awesome. So do you have a favorite game ever? Is there one game that stands above them all? Yeah, my favorite game ever is the AFC Championship game leading to our first Super Bowl. Um, and that's because I think we were winning something like 42 to 3 at halftime, or I can't remember the exact score. So we're at halftime, and you absolutely know we're going to the Super Bowl. So you have an entire half in football, an entire half to go to just sit there and party and just scream and yell and run around the stadium. Uh, that second half of the game where we knew we were going to be in the Super Bowl is probably my favorite moment, my favorite in-game moment. That one's up there for me, too. I was, I was right there along with you. Yeah, and then, of course, the greatest comeback game. You always have to lump in there. <laughs> so. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, as I previously mentioned to you when we spoke, that I, I was one of the maybe one or – one or two games that I did not attend. So Yeah, at least you're honest about it because 160,000 people in Buffalo claimed they were there at the end, and it was like only 30,000 at the end. <laughs> yeah, I know one for me that sticks out is the, the, the final AFC Championship game that they participated in against the Chiefs. Yeah. Thurman just went off in that game. Yeah, and I think that was uh, uh, Joe Montana's last game too, as I recall. I believe that is correct, yes. Yep. yep. He got bull rode down by uh, Bruce Smith on one play. Bruce just jumped on his back and rode him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, Jeff Wright, and Phil Hansen, I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, I, I, I feel for the fan base that, 
hasn't been able to witness those years. And um, it's, it's really impressive to know that you've missed, I believe you've said one game in between what would have been an incredibly much longer streak of consecutive well, games, right? No, that's not, that's not true. My consecutive streak is 423. 423, okay. uh, But the year prior to that, which would have been 1993, I didn't make the last three road games. I did make the first two playoff games, but I didn't get into the fourth Super Bowl. I was out there. I could hear the roar of the crowd. But the scalper tickets were going for about 1250 and I only had 900 on me. Mm. Poor planning. You know, they didn't take American Express. <laughs> <laughs> so – um, so the streak is started in 94 and, uh, I just amended it right now after, uh, after this game in two days, I'm just going to start saying I've been to 424 games in a row that allow fans. So I'll just throw the giant asterisk up there. Makes complete sense. Actually, uh, personally, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean as much to me as a lot of the people around me. Uh, cause my goal was only to do 16 games in a row. And, uh, I did that in 94 and, uh, I just kind of think I'm exceeding expectations. People always ask me what my goal is. I keep telling them I've already met it. I'm just rolling. <laughs> You're just in rarefied air now. Yeah. <laughs> so, the ketchup and mustard. Yeah. How did, it, how did it come to be? And why ketchup and mustard? Why not well, something <laughs> like uh, beer? It didn't. It's kind of funny. It started about 30 years ago. And... Me and my brother, and we had a small crew, maybe about 10 of us. We were, you know, back in the late 80s, 88, 89, we were always up to shenanigans. And, you know, if, uh, if we, we, you know, found something pretty cool, we just keep doing it. So one day I, uh, I needed some uh, ketchup for my burger, and I saw my brother holding the ketchup bottles. So I held out my arm and said, hey, can you put some on here? And instead of just holding it up and, you know, straight down, give you a squishy, like shot it from a foot away. And it's like, whoa, you know, didn't get anything on me, but we immediately realized that was pretty cool. So the next week when I needed a burger, we started this thing that he'd stand back a little bit farther each time. Then we switched to another guy who would stand on top of my Pinto. And still, it wasn't very far at that time. It was just a little tiny burst. And, you know, when you start trying to get more, you know, when, you, when the weeks and years go by and I start standing back farther and they start arcing in, in the air and we had a second person, it, it took 30 years to get to where it is today. It was just a slow evolution. <laughs> But it all just started out with, you know, just trying to shoot at a foot and see if we could get it on. And then we put that into our shenanigan pile, list of rituals each week. And then if you don't do it, it almost is like, uh, you know, the superstitions, like we have to do this or else something's <laughs> not going to go right. Well, I, I never do it for a superstition. It's just, it's just one of those little shenanigans that didn't go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the pregame parties have been well documented, you know, in – there's no way that during the restraints we're under right now that any of it could happen. And I, I no. just think the parties wouldn't be anywhere near as much fun as, as you're used to. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they discourage crowds right now. In fact, right. they discourage the mandate. There's no crowds. And even I'm pretty sure the bills are going to allow cars in the private lots this year. I, I know a vote was coming up in a day or two, or maybe it already happened where they're going to, uh, you know, issue the permits to the local owners. I've been in touch with hammer on that. But uh, I can't do anything that's going to attract a crowd. So, so the Pinto has to stay parked in the garage. <laughs> I mean, I, I was thinking of, you know, months ago, symbolically putting it in its spot. But that alone would attract a crowd, you know, especially when they consider a crowd now two people talking to each other. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
So who has more miles under their belt, the Pinto or you going to oh, see maybe. the Bills? You. Yeah, the, the Pinto itself, uh, it, it only goes to the hammer lot or lot one prior to that. It, you know, I, I don't do that on road trips. If I tried to drag the Pinto to a road trip and do what I do, I'd get shut down right away. Probably a 50% chance of missing the game because I'd get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm well known in Buffalo, but try to do that in the Jets. I'd, I'd have to hire security to watch the car, you know, during the game because it would attract too much attention from the other team. You know, there's always those drunks in the other team that try to break the windshield or slash the tires or something. So what game are you looking forward to most this year? Do you have one that you just think uh, is going to be the best started, ever? When the season started, uh, I was looking forward to Las Vegas like everyone else. Uh, that would have been the number one in the pile. But Arizona is another good one that sticks out because they got a really good Bills backers group. Miami, I always like because who doesn't want to go to uh, – actually, uh, Bills fans always go to Fort Latter Lauderdale, not Miami. But I always like that because, you know, who doesn't want to go to southern Florida once a year. But right now, uh, Denver sticks out too for me. Let's say currently games I know I can get to, uh, probably uh, Arizona and Denver. Yeah, they have no fans in Vegas. Right. Yeah, and I don't know what the situation will be for New England, but um, that one's up there too this year. You know, that's everybody's counting that team out, but I have not. They've yeah. got Cam Newton, and he's more dangerous than a 2019 Brady is. Yeah, uh, New England's the last – Home, uh, last game of the season, regular yep. season. And, you know, there's two things you can count on. Three things, death, taxes, and the New England road game is going to be just before Christmas or just before New Year. It's happened like five years in a row now, right in the middle of winter. I'm starting to hate that. But since it is uh, game 17, there's a real reasonable chance they're going to be opened up. It's those mid-season uh, mid teams that I got to still watch if they're going to be opened up or not. Like Tennessee just dropped in. I'm not sure who would be after. Oh, the Jets are after that. and They say they're out for the season. So – have you met anybody else who's undertaken a streak like yours, you know, whether it's oh, a Bills yeah. fan or a different fan? Actually, for sure. Uh, I, I meet everyone that's a wacko. You know, after 26 years, the wackos attract wackos is what I say. So I think the person who is closest to me, and it's really close, actually, he's a Chicago Bears fan, and he doesn't stand out. He's got no costume, and he's kind of a quiet guy, and he just quietly goes to the game. He actually sits directly next to that famous guy, Bear Man, you know, that you always see in the first row of Chicago. He wears a bear suit in there. But Paul, that's his name. He's been he's only missed, I believe, one regular season game, uh, maybe two. I think it's one since 1992. So that's two years longer than I've been doing this. But he did have that key miss in 2001, which put me ahead of him for the consecutive streak. Uh, there was another guy in Oakland. He was at uh, he was closing in on 300 in a row and he died. We have a lady from Buffalo here, Joni DeCocker, and uh, she is at 156 in a row right now. So there's another impressive streak just coming from Buffalo. Absolutely. We, we support our team like nobody else, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So you, you obviously you grew up in Buffalo, correct? No. I was born in Buffalo, but I grew up in uh, Indian Falls, and then Alexander, New York, and I went to college in Brockport. So I started in Buffalo and then with a, you know, kind of slalomed out to Rochester. Okay, got I ended up staying in Rochester because uh, I graduated in 1980. And back then, when you got a job, you had to use a local newspaper. You couldn't do www.findmeajob.com. And so Rochester was a local newspaper I was looking at and got a job out in Rochester and stayed here. And somehow you caught the disease as a Bills fan. Oh, I caught the disease. Well, like I said, yeah. Well, 
Pembroke in uh, Indian Falls is near Pembroke and Alexander, that's Bill's territory right off the bat. No, I caught the disease because I was born in Buffalo and it's just one of those things you catch at birth. Uh, to me, the only thing is when do you remember it for the first time, you know, and that was when I was nine or 10, remember yelling at a TV, you know, because uh, I hate losing. <laughs> I, think I, I think it was the year that uh, before we got OJ Simpson, we were going for the worst team in football. And I think the second half of the season, we always used to go up to my grandparents' house. My parents would drag me out there with a family. We'd get together and watch the game. And they were, like, rooting for the Bills to lose, which was a very foreign concept to me. And I got really mad at them, so I'd be very emotionally invested in the game for them to win just because I couldn't stand what my parents and grandparents were doing. And so I just got sucked into it emotionally, mostly as an adverse reaction to what they were doing. So that would have been 68. I would have been uh, 10 or 11 then, yeah. So – as a Bills fan who's seen, you know, I mean, close to 430 games at this point, is there anything you have yet to witness anywhere you've yet to go or something uh, no. that's on your bucket list to do as a Bills fan? Yeah, let's start doing international games yeah, in London. You know, that's about it. No, I've been to every city uh, and so many times I've used up all the tourist stuff. Uh, thank God the Bills backers step up right now. Uh, that way I got stuff to do all day Saturday because they always arrange stuff wherever I go. Or I've got so many friends in those cities, I just visit them. Um, but yeah, I've done every tourist thing in the United States I can think of. There's nothing left on my bucket list. Well, there is one bucket list. They still got to win that damn Super Bowl. I was, I was going to say, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if you would say win the Super Bowl, but yeah, you know, <laughs> but I'll go to my grave saying that I'll take the four losses in a row over one and done, honestly. Yeah, I, I would do exactly that. That's, that's not what most people will say, but I've been asked that question a lot. And uh, I, I agree. That's exactly how I answer it. Because think about all the games you would have missed that they, they got to play in if they only went to the, the one Super Bowl and won and never got back there. Right. Yeah, and, and I remember last year, my mantra was anybody but New England, just to preserve the four in a row for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. New England's like number uh, 32 on my like list. Uh, sometimes they're number 33 when they're cheating, but I've, I've switched over to hating them more than any other team. For the first half of my career, it was Miami. That kind of dates you. If, uh, if Miami just gets you where you can't stand them, that means, uh, that means you're at least uh, 45 or older because that was the big rivalry when I was growing up. And now the big rivalry is switched to uh, New England. So there's two ways you can tell if a person's old, if they detest Miami by beyond belief and if they still have AOL for their email. <laughs> <laughs> or Yahoo. Or Yahoo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you on the Dolphins. You know, it really isn't what it used to be. Um, I think – most of us know that, but it, they seem primed for the future, I think. You know, yeah. you know, Tua hasn't played it down, but the promise is undeniable. Um, yeah. And let's hope that the, that the Patriots are on the downtrend, but I will never count Bill Belichick out. It, I don't care who's throwing the ball for him. It doesn't matter, especially if Josh McDaniels is calling plays there still. But let, let's hope they take a backseat for a while. You know, I think – think the whole league would be better off without that for a while right especially our division <laughs> but, uh, yeah so do you have any any charitable work or anything that you like to support or endorse you know that that has a meaningful connection for you based on your experience as a bills fan uh not really i'm pretty much connected 
with just about every charitable thing out there on account of the fact I know all the Bills backers groups and each one have their own favorite things to do. What is your favorite game day meal? What is What do you have to have on a Bills game day? Well, that's a pretty funny question, actually, because uh, usually on game day, you know, I'm at big tailgate parties and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'm so busy talking to everyone and, you know, especially uh, at Ralph Wilson Stadium that I'll get home at about 11 o'clock at night or back to the hotel room or something like that. And I'll, you know, ask myself, what did I have to eat today? And the answer usually is something like one chicken wing. <laughs> I rarely eat on game day because I'm just so busy from the minute, minute I get up to the minute I go to back to bed. However, to answer your question, it would be chicken wings. If you're a Buffalo person, you got to have your chicken wings before the game. And they can't be boneless. No, man. They got to be a uh, Frank's hot sauce cut with butter, deep fried. All right, Ken, just uh, another question or two here, and um, we'll let you continue on your way to Miami. So do you have any prediction for the season? You'll never catch me saying anything except that the Bills are going to be 16-0. and The only thing I will acknowledge is that some of the games may be close. So 16-0 and and the Super Bowl. I love it. But then they could never play again. You can't ruin perfection, right? That's true. But it, but it would be great to, to just shut the Dolphins up, right? It, 1972 oh, yeah. was a long time ago, so we need, we need an update. And that was, uh, four, that was a 14-game schedule back then, too. So right, who knows right. what would have happened uh, games 15 and 16 for them. Right. Buffalo came the closest to beating them that year, by the way. We lost by one point, and they had to come from behind. A lot of people don't realize the other really interesting Bills note is that they um, they were very close to going to the first Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, we were the AFC championship, the first uh, champions of two years before that, and we were in the championship game that year. All right. Well, I, I truly, truly do appreciate your time, Ken. Um, I hope you have just a great time this season. It's so strange. Um, but, you know, being able to be in a stadium – this season's got to be a pretty cool experience. You, you know, it's not as loud, obviously, but your line of sight's going to be better almost every time. Oh, yeah. Um, so I imagine there's a lot of new things you get to experience, you know, being in these stadiums that are 20% or less filled. This week, uh, me and uh, five other people got together. We actually rented a luxury booth. That's a different experience than what I've had. All right. I really do appreciate your time again. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. Thanks for listening to this special presentation on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Like us, subscribe, and enjoy more great Bills content over at buffalorumblings.com.